electroshock treatment has been given for depression for something like 40 years now. It's a very successful and uh, useful treatment for severe depression that doesn't respond to other things. But depatterning is a use of electroshock treatment in a totally different way, in which instead of giving the shocks, say, two or three times a week, uh, they're given two or three times a day for three or four weeks, reducing the patient to a sort of animal, vegetable state, from which it's hoped that they would recover in a, uh, a more healthy state of mind. Alright folks, welcome back to another episode of Shock Treatment with Mel and Maddie. Dun-dun, dun-dum, dun-dum. How's everybody doing over there, Mad Mel? I don't, we, our guests haven't joined us quite yet, but... We have one of them. I'm fucking well, sweltering with this weather, but other than that, I'm all right. So, yeah, we have one of our guests here. As you read in the headline, today's episode, we're going to be dealing with the Jaws films, you know, because there's a very big question, a uh, very big, big question of whether or not people consider Jaws... To a be horror movie. a horror film, you know what I mean? And uh, we got Patty coming in in a little bit. We got Alexander the Hawk right here, you know, mm-hmm. with us as we speak. Hawk, how you been? It's been a little bit since you've been on the show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been good. I mean, keeping busy, you know, constantly working, uh, as you know. And yeah. uh, and uh, I guess I am happy to be on the show. Yeah. And uh, uh Always, I, I've been a fan of, of, of the Jaws movies. Um, after a minute, I did not know that there was even a debate about Jaws being a horror movie. I really? I thought that was kind of, you know, uh, no duh. Uh, <laughs> kind of along the lines of like, like with Gremlins. Is Gremlins a Christmas movie? Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Well, <laughs> I... I I mean, as far as I'm concerned, if it happens during Christmas, it's a Christmas movie. Exactly. Yeah. And with Jaws, we got the 4th of July holiday weekend approaching. Yeah. It's coming on up. Exactly. Unfortunately. What better film to talk about today than, you know, Jaws, because that takes place around the 4th of July weekend when they wanted to close down the beaches. God knows there's been enough great white sightings recently that makes me not want to ever go to a beach again. Yeah. Well, well, you should be good as long as you don't go out surfing, because uh, because yeah. the thing is that sharks. Ri- I mean, they the, the only time they seem to end up, you know, biting or attacking people usually is when like they're on surfboards because underneath what? it looks like they're they're a There's seal a or field. something. Yep. Yeah, and the thing is actually uh, from a lot of stuff I read that usually after like a shark bites a human. I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the person might end up passing away because one bite from a shark, I mean... Yeah, can, depending on where they bite you at. Forget about yeah. but, but the thing is, I mean, most sharks just, you know, spit them out. It, it's not like they try to keep Pull on... them up and spit them out? Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> ew, man, I thought I was going to get a filet mignon, man. That guy, that guy used tampon, man. I'm just, picture, I'm just picturing like a Twinkies commercial. Where's the cream filling? Yeah, you crazy, you cray cray. Um, and then, and then when you take it to beach, beaches too, you know, not anything to do with Jaws. You know, like who, who the hell wants to be on the sand when you see movies like Blood Beach? <laughs> you know, yeah. so beaches just are not a safe place. 
<laughs> I, I did want to make one comment before Patrick came in with us. Um, and I'll say with with Mad Mel being a Rhode Islander, there's another great white you should be afraid of. So, yeah, the station. Yeah, you should be careful of that situation. Yeah, I mean, you know what the, the worst part about that is, is the night that concert was supposed to go down. I was supposed to be there at that show. I, yeah, I remember you telling me that story. Yeah, I was supposed to be at that great white show at um, the station, and a friend of mine had started. Um, DJing at a new spot and asked me to go to that instead. So I went and supported my friend, which was a good thing because I wasn't there when that fire broke out. You got away by the skin of your jaws. Literally. Patrick Rose. Hello, everyone. How How did it go? Oh, I'm doing all right. How are you guys doing? He doesn't like jaws at all. You can't see any sharks in his background at all. No. (laughs) I definitely don't. Woo! Yeah, I definitely don't have a uh, a, 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 a shark uh, fetish. Well, I was gonna say a, a life, uh, you know, life, know, life size, but you know, almost uh, a lifelike drawing. Of, you know what would have been funny? We used to have Club Mardi Gras here, and outside the club, they used to have I don't know why, but they had a giant like full-size great white shark that was on top of the building and then they closed it down and they reopened it as something else and then the hurricane came and they had taken it off the building and the hurricane blew the shark away uh, and like because it wasn't like it was heavy but not that heavy so like it damaged it but it was just hysterical to picture you know because you know shark nato movies <laughs> and then the shark gets knocked well, I mean, technically, Sharknado is scientifically accurate. That's what they say. So I wouldn't want to be a part of that. <laughs> you know? That's understandable. Well, so or that we, movie franchise, for that matter. <laughs> hell yeah. So so we know we got the guests out there. We got Patrick Rahal out there from Throwdown Thursdays and the loudest sports show um, over there. Author as well. And Author. How much do you tip an exorcist? Came out what early? Was that earlier this year that came out? Can't hear you. Oh. There we go. Okay, sorry. If I turn my mic on, it works. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that came out last August, uh, the end of August. So it's been out almost a year at this point. Can't go wrong with that. Great stuff. You know what I mean? And how's the, and you're, and you're voicing a character in an upcoming projects. Yep. Uh, Ashes and I both actually, uh, are, uh, puppeteers and, uh, voice artists in, uh, the other side of midnight, which is, uh, kind of like an homage to some of the old, like creature feature type things where you have a, a host. We actually have a human host and the two puppets and they introduce, you know, uh, yeah, public domain films like, say, Gamera or Night of the Living Dead and, you know, give you some interesting tidbits and facts. And, you know, there's a little bit of a back and forth between them. So there's an intro, uh, an intermission and then a closing. So it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I've written some of the scripts um, and the the crew that we work with is just is absolutely phenomenal um joe lemieux chris esper leanne uh ruben uh they're just all awesome like they're they're amazing and it makes it such a fun project to work on is is there any idea as to a possible release date yet or no 
Uh, not yet. We're actually putting some stuff together uh, for a a pitch. Uh, and I actually learned something last night about what it takes to do a uh, a pitch, and like you have to have like a proof of concept and everything. So we actually have several episodes recorded, so we can put something together uh, that'll be, uh, I think, very. Uh, representative of what we of what we do. I want so, one of the puppets. Like merchandise is gonna would be amazing because I want a was it Will House? Will Mouse. Will Mouse. I want a Will Mouse because there's Will Mouse and Wilton. Wilton, I believe I'm trying to remember, I think it's uh Bella Lugosi's middle name or not Bella Lugosi. Who's the other one? Uh not Lon okay. Chaney. But one of uh, one of those one of those older guys, Karloff. Yes, that's Carlos. who I was thinking of. Okay. Cool. Um, and Will Mouse is what Mary Shelley used to refer to uh, how she used to refer to her son William. Ah, nice. I like so, that. We just learned all kinds of little tidbits. So the, the whole background of the story is they are recording or, or they're broadcasting out of uh, a cursed New England town called Demonshire, and they're in. Uh, they're doing it from 1979. So everything that they're referencing won't go past 1979. That's kind of cool though. I'm so like, I can't wait to see like the first episode when it, you know, finally is. Oh, I can't, there's, there's a, a, an episode we just did and there was something, uh, something that I did like this, like this wacky improvisational thing I did at the end of the, uh, like the rehearsal, like the read through and Everybody lost their goddamn minds, and I wish we had been recording because it was one of the funniest things. Like, my wife almost had an asthma attack. Like, she had to get her inhaler. She was laughing so hard. And I was like, I wish we had been rolling on that. Like, I know it was just a read-through, but, like... And that's the thing, is, like, we're able to just kind of improvise and... and, Have fun with it. Yeah, like we have a script, and the script is more of a more of guidelines and like exactly like, you know because once you when you write something like you guys all know like when you write something it's like okay this sounds good in my head and then you start you know rehearsing it and saying it and it's like well what if we change this word to this what if we put the inflection here you know you guys you guys all know yeah it's true it just makes it that, it makes it that much more fun. Yeah, like you can't be rigid. It's like, no, you're going to say it like this and you're going to use these words. And it's like, yeah, but that that's not what the character would say. And, you know, different people are going to have like if I'm writing for, you know, I, I'm, I'm writing the script, you know, and Ash is like, well, I think Wilton would say this instead. It's like, go for it. Like, you know, it's like right. you that's your character. You know who he is better than I do. Right. That's the beauty of being able to bounce, mm-hmm. do a table read or whatever and bounce everything off and hear it out loud, like you said, just because that way you can go back and change things or, like you said, improv is a big part. So mm-hmm. makes it that much more fun. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah, you. I agree. Hawkman, what you been up to over there? We haven't seen you in a bit on the show. <laughs> Nothing much. Uh been busy, uh, you know, editing, uh, getting uh, stuff, uh, getting cool interviews for 
uh, the show Boombasticast. You know? Oh, shit. Yeah, keeping busy yeah. doing that. That's that's the big thing right now. Got some other things in the pipeline, but uh, any of, any of the movies that you've been working out, working yeah, just, out, working on coming out soon. Working out, huh? Oh, oh yeah, I'm working well, out. The question, and you, I just returned from California, I believe. Oh right? yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I, uh, I yeah, I went out to California to uh, be a part of a film, uh, Scream Bloody Murder. Um. It was a lot of fun. It was great. Uh, I, I, I love it when I get out, uh, be able to, you know, go and like go to either California or other locations. Um, and because every place has its own unique feel and, and group of people. And it's always good just, you know, just networking and working with other people. And uh, it was a lot of fun. I got to work with um, Mike Ferguson, great guy, uh, very oh. talented. Um, Sean Phillips, uh, who was the director. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I had a lot of fun and it was a great experience. I can't wait to see it when it comes out. You got to see some awesome people while you were out there, too, because didn't you get to link up with, like, James Balsamo and Sarah French? Yeah. There too, right? Ooh, ooh. Yeah, yeah. I got, um, <laughs> yeah, when I was out there, I got, uh, uh, have, uh, uh, you know, I think it's in, in Hollywood terms, lunch meetings. With uh, James Balsamo and Sarah French. And we talked about, you know, possible projects uh, in the future and other things that they have going on. And Did uh, your people have to call their people in order to set it all up? Just to more than call. More than call. Woo! Well, when you have multi-personalities like I do, it's all in one, you know, you know, small stop shopping network for uh, for. Uh, for all, all of my agents, it's me, myself, and I. <laughs> all you can trust in this world, Huck. That's uh, true. <laughs> so we all gathered here today, you know, to talk about Dude, something we all hold, hold very dear. You know what I mean? We know Patty, when we first met Patty, which I think was what, uh, Dead of Autumn Film Festival? Was that the first time or was it a convention, like a, like a rock and shock that we met you? It might have been a rock and shock, but, but you know, I think it started like, you know, like to be like, oh, I know who you are, yeah. you know, at rock and shock. But then like we actually started talking and like, you know, you know, really like networking at uh, Dead of Autumn. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, what the hell was the next one? Um, Super Mega was, Fest. I think that was with the guys, though, because I think you and I met through Ashes years ago, a couple years ago. Up. Yeah, when we all did the, when I was doing when I did an episode with the Scream Sisters. Mm-hmm. That's how I started talking to Ashes, and then we all finally met at Rock and Shop, and yep, then and- it's been history ever since. <laughs> yeah, because you were on one of our, our earliest episodes, our uh, yep. repulsive glamour episode of uh, Pinhead. The Hellraiser, yep. Yep. And that was, Jesus, that was a long time ago. I, I, I was still married at that time, so yeah, that was a long time ago. Because <laughs> I kept saying it was our sixth anniversary, and it uh, turns out that I can't math good, because it was only our fifth anniversary. So I've been saying next year will be our second annual sixth anniversary. Oh. That's okay. I'm 21, celebrating like my 21st anniversary too. Oh, I don't give a shit. I'm 40. I don't care. <laughs> Everybody's turning 40 this week. It's like they say, you know. You know, I can't like uh, Joe Namath said. I can't wait till tomorrow because I get better looking every day, mainly because my eyesight's going. 
<laughs> it's true. True. He's got the blue do over there. Shit. Yeah, that's the. Uh... Oh, I like it. I like it. I like it. Oh, I mean, I have to have something appropriate. Well, you know, I actually, I, I bought two cases of it because it was, uh, I'd been buying the six packs or the 12 packs and it's like, oh shit, they have this in the 24 pack now. Yeah, I'll get a couple of these, but I got it. You know, I, I don't, I try, I've been trying not to drink so much soda. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm cutting way down. So I've had the first 24 pack. I've had this for like three, four weeks at this point. So That's cutting good. way down. Yeah. Yeah, sugar's a killer, man. I was talking about that with somebody earlier. It's horrifying. Mm-hmm. It's one of them things, you know? So we know Patty from the get-go has always been a big Jaws fan. You know, he wears it on his sleeve. Oh, yeah. Hawk, Hawk how big of a, before we dip in, how big of a Jaws fan are you? Well, it's it's funny because, I mean, I, I always enjoyed the first one. Definitely, I mean, it, it's a classic. Um, it's but, the best of the bunch. Yeah, but but for me, um, I've always had a kind of um, like an irrational fear of sharks. Of course. I, but but this is the funny thing is okay. I even before the first time I ever went to the ocean, right? Okay, before I even saw the movie Jaws, I was uh, I was always terrified of sharks. Of course. I mean. At the, the, there was, uh, I remember uh, trying to learn how to swim as a young kid at the Y. And I'd be swimming. You know how when you're swimming in the pool, you're looking down and you can see your shadow on the yeah. bottom of the, in my mind's eye, I always had like a, a big shark shadow behind me every time I was swimming. Interesting. And, and, and I always find it interesting because like I said, I mean, I, I at that time, I hadn't been to a beach. I, I mean, I didn't watch Shark uh, Week or anything like that. But for some reason, like, you know, in like, I guess maybe in the last life, I was like killed by a shark. That's what I'm assuming because. And so I've always had a, a real, I mean, sharks are the one creature that scares me the most. Right. And I mean. So I, I like I said, that's one reason why it took me a while to actually see Jaws. I mean, I think I finally watched Jaws when I was like in college. I mean, because you know, like I said, I always had you know this you know I always felt uneasy because sharks for me, even though you know they're they're real and all that, they just always seemed otherworldly to me. Like you know, it was. Almost like a creature that was taken from the depths of hell and was brought onto our plane of existence. I thought that was you. <laughs> I don't have that much power. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, that that's... So, I mean, so the idea that anyone would uh, say that, like, Jaws was not a horror movie just blows my mind because, I mean, I can't see how you not see it as a horror movie. We'll ease into it. We'll ease into it, buddy. We'll, 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 by the time we get to the end of the conversation, we'll, we'll do the, ju- the justice. You're either going to be over your fear of sharks or have a greater fear. <laughs> no, you'll have a greater. There's no getting over a fear of a shark. I well, I mean, I want to I want to try and 
see if I can help with that because I am, uh, as much as I love sharks, I am a fierce advocate of, uh, of the creatures because they are uh, vital to the ecosystem of the ocean. For sure. Yeah. Uh, long live the shark. We love the shark here. And even though we don't want to be eaten by them, we would never want them to be done away with. People kill 100 million sharks a year. Sharks kill seven people a year. So, Eli Roth makes one movie about it. It all evens out. Mm-hmm. Has everybody, uh, anybody here read Peter Benchley's Jaws the book? Start from I, the get-go. I've read, Jaws, I've read that one. I've read the second one. And I've read Jaws the Revenge. There is no book for the third one as far well, as I know. Uh, it's probably better off that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's funny. The old movie books. You've got to love the books with the adaptations after the fact. i got a few of them <laughs> kicking around. How about, you, how about Mel or uh, Alexander the Hawk? you guys read the book? No, no. I, I haven't read any of the books. But if, I have to say, if they did write a book for um, Jaws uh, 3... It uh, would it have to be like uh, 3D, you know, yeah, like a pop-up that, book? Yeah, yeah. That, that's <laughs> that's what I'm thinking of. I, 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 yeah. I mean, if if look, if, he's eating Lewis Gossett Jr. Yeah. If anyone does, okay. If anyone's listening to this and decides to do their own Jaws 3 book, it has to be a pop-up book. That's all I'm saying. Why is it now for your birthday? All I want to do is make you a a birthday card that has a pop-out shark when you open it. <laughs> Why can't and you, you buy see it? me curled in, it, like, you know, in a fetal position for the oh, rest of your life. No, not the I shark, know. man. You guys want to see, like, the coolest piece of Jaws memorabilia that I own? Yes. You have a jack-in-the-box yeah, sure. Jaws. So there's Blood? this. Yeah. This is. Did you uh, win that from Kate? Kaylee? Yes. It says uh, on the card here. This is the the uh, certificate. It says, "Congratulations, you have received authentic production used blood from the 1975 film Jaws. The blood is made from corn syrup and red dye number eight. It was used on the third take when Jaws pops from the water and eats Quint. Nice, nice. blood from Quint's death scene. That you is pretty big. Some, I like that. Actually, yeah, he scored some really dope stuff from those mm-hmm. razzles for, that are Jaws related." Like, every time I, I've seen something Jaws-related, I'm like, oh, Pat needs to re- win this because he needs this stuff in his collection. The only <laughs> one I didn't win was the uh, Matt Hooper Funko autographed by uh, by uh, Richard Dreyfus. Yeah. Oh, that would have been epic right there. But I got I got the, the picture right behind me that's autographed by uh, Susan Backlany, who was uh, Chrissy Watkins. The, the uh, girl in the, scene, the first scene? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fun fact, in the book, she's named Christy, so, like, they made a huge change. <laughs> and most people wouldn't even Peter, have noticed that. Peter was very angry about that. He was going to pull the production, the whole production for that. He didn't want the film to be made. I read the book as a young child, and uh, I enjoyed the book. I read it a couple times. Uh, I got the hardcover back to it somewhere. The cover's all torn up and lost, but it was a good book. Peter Benchley's a good writer. He also wrote The Beast and a bunch of other things. The Beast is Jaws with the octopus. Yeah, the, the squid, the archituthis. The squid, yeah. I, I will, I will uh, slightly disagree with you because I thought that the book Jaws was not overly well written. It was a good story, but the yeah. execution was poorly done, and it has probably the worst ending of anything I've ever seen or read 
in my life. Yeah, I haven't I haven't read it since I was a kid, so I, I would have to like reread I, it. Just I was judging. I was judging by a child's eyes. You can't blame a child, can you? I blame everyone. No, I blame just... a poor child. Children <laughs> of the future. Children are the future. Uh, I mean, so... if you want, I can give a, a, a quick summary of how the yeah. how the book ends. So, uh, Quint dies uh, differently in the book. He gets uh, all tangled up in a harpoon rope and gets drowned, very similar to Captain Ahab, because he's kind of like an analog for Captain Ahab, because his obsession drives him further and further out into the ocean. Uh, so he gets killed that way. Hooper, uh, Brody has a chance to save Hooper, but decides not to because Hooper's been banging his wife. So, (laughs) because uh, uh, apparently Hooper reminds her of her ex-boyfriend, who was Hooper's brother, I think, in in uh, when he was younger. And the whole reason that the mayor's keeping the beach open is because he's like deep in to the mob for like some like shady real estate deal so he's like doing whatever he can to pay them back wow i don't remember any of this i don't either this is way over my childhood now i need to now i need to reread it just because and the the very end is uh the orca sunk uh hooper's dead quint's dead and all that's left is this uh like seat cushion that you know they had mentioned prior they're like oh yeah it'll keep you afloat if you're an eight-year-old boy so brody's holding on to that and the sharks come, and the sharks come, and the sharks come, and Brody closes his eyes. The end. <laughs> no, the shark dies of exhaustion and sinks. Are you for, that's for real? Yeah, the shark just dies of exhaustion and then just sinks. And Brody kind of like, you know, dunks his head underwater to watch the shark to make sure it's not like fucking with him. And he just watches it like sort of swirl down. Quint still stuck to him, you know, wrapped up in the rope from the harpoon that just drags awful. him all the way down yeah he just shark dies of exhaustion and then i think the last line something like you know brody cleared his eyes and kicked for the shore like that was it like that's what so <laughs> much just keep, so much for just keep swimming i mean that's what he did he he was like i don't i don't know how like they were way out they were way out. like there's no way he was getting yeah. back by himself unless somebody happened to find him like yeah it's it's uh not a great ending but the movie's so much better and uh i well, I mean, well i'm sure we'll get into it about the the whole way they had to shoot the movie and why yeah. so with your with your love of jaws did it start as a child or did it start like later like how oh, you I, were just older did it progress I loved it as a kid. Uh, I've always been fascinated with the ocean. Uh, for a long time, I was like really into like whales and sharks and, um, you know, like the different ways that they've evolved and like all the different types of species. Like, cause there's so, such a range, you know, as, as, you know, similar as a lot of sharks look, like the subtleties of them, uh, really make the biggest difference. You know, like the difference between a bull shark and a and a uh, a mako shark, or a great white and a, a tiger shark. You know, they're all they're very similar, but it's the subtle differences. You know, like the shape of their teeth or the shape of their snout. You know, because you know you can tell one's one's bred for speed, one's designed for you know just 
brute force, like a bull shark is more brute force yeah. because it's got the, the squarer ju- uh, snout, whereas like a Mako that can go like 60 miles an hour, uh, you know, has the, the, the pointed snout like a, um, like a great white because great whites are, uh, ambush predators, like, which is why they're, uh, the coloring is the way it is. So if you're looking down, if you're a fish or a seal or you're swimming on the surface and you look down, you know, they're gray. And if you're underneath and you're looking up, they're all white underneath. So like they blend in either way you're looking at them. Yeah. Which just makes them that much more scary. Yeah. Sure. I don't, I don't blame Hawk for being afraid of sharks, but that's horrifying. Do you guys remember how old you were when you first seen Jaws? Pat, we'll start with you. I was, uh, I want to say four or five because I had already been introduced to horror at a young age. Um, I think we talked about it on another show, but, um, I was introduced to Michael Jackson's thriller. Mm. And because my parents kind of wanted to give me some context, we rented, uh, I don't know, probably about 400 times the making of thriller. So we kind of got to see how the sausage is made, so to speak. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, see, that guy's dripping blood. You remember earlier, like they showed him getting his makeup put on like, you know, he's not really that scary. Like, here's how they made Michael look like he was transforming into a were cat wolf, uh, you know, like so we got to see like the behind the scenes stuff. So when I'm watching the movie and I'm watching, you know, Quint getting crushed, you know, and like blood spurting out of his mouth. My mom's like, yeah, look, if you look really closely, you can see like he's laying on a cushion and like he just had that in his mouth and he's just kind of spitting it out, you know, so we understood, you know, and plus the shark does look very mechanical in the way it moves, the way it opens its mouth. Yeah. You know, it's a a huge difference between, you know, the, the shark point of view shots, the way that moves and the way the shark actually moves. Right. And they do cut some real shark footage yeah, in, yeah. in the uh, when it's attacking the cage. Yep. Yeah. All too scary. Yeah, Alex. Happy from going to the beach, but. Well, too yeah. Scary. <laughs> Hockey, you were what a college student? You said when you see it. Yeah, that? yeah. Okay. That's when I actually, you know, uh, finally watched uh, Jaws. Uh, it was, yeah, it would just happen to be on TV at the time, and. And and like I said, I mean, growing up, I always, you know, was, you know, sharks always, you know, gave me the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, yeah. And um, so I always kind of pushed it off, and it was on uh, TV, and I decided to watch it. And uh, and I was like, it, it was, of course, being in, in college, you know, I, I had a, a bitter, I guess, uh, um, um more mature eye when I was watching it, mm. and uh, and I realized how good it was and how it was put together, and I really enjoyed it. But the thing is, which of course I'm sure we're going to be talking about uh, later on in the podcast, is that the what makes that movie, in my opinion, which I think you know a lot of other movies you know don't use enough of is the fact that you don't see the shock for most of the film. Right. And and what is unseen, what is unknown, is a lot scarier than what you see. I mean, as as he said, I mean, when you see the shock itself and you see, like, how a real shock moves, it's obvious that, you know, it's a mechanical 
yeah. shock than an actual real shock. So you know, it's so. I mean, it was it was it was interesting looking at that and uh, watching it uh, at a you know more of a mature you know mind gap and really appreciate it for what it was a very well uh, created film. Yeah. I, I always said it's it's like more like what you hear than what you see with Jaws, with that music coming in. Mel, you remember when you first saw Jaws for the first time? I was probably around the same age as Pat, like yeah. four or five when I saw it too, because like it had to be like 1980 or whatever. But, you know, I grew up in a household that was predominantly horror a horror haven because my yeah. mom loved him my my dad listened to him because mom watched him all the time so he had no choice in the matter and i would just stay up past my bedtime and sneak in and watch movies because they didn't they were so into what they were watching yeah but it's it's good because like i like the movie for the fact that you know i hadn't watched it in a while and we rewatched it the other night and even though it was made in like 1975 it still holds up today which I mean, most films, you know, that's how you can tell a classic film. You know, they still hold up now. And still, each time you watch it, you're still picking up on things you may not have noticed prior. Right. It transcends genre. Like The Shining. Mm -hmm. You'll talk talk to someone who hates horror movies, but they love The Shining or they love Jaws. You know what I mean? What were you going to say, Patty? I was going to say, there is, you know, while I consider this pretty much a perfect film... Because yeah. there's no, there's no unnecessary exposition. There's no, uh, you know, contrivancy for getting everybody together. You know, there is one thing that really bothers me about the film, and it's when Hooper is uh, investigating Ben Gardner's boat, and he finds the tooth. Yeah, and the tooth is lodged in the wood of the boat but it is lodged point up. <laughs> there is no way, unless it was placed there, that a shark tooth is going to be lodged with the point facing up. It's going to be lodged point down because the shark is biting into it. Yeah, yeah. So this, to me, is uh, fuel to the, uh, the theory that Quint killed Ben Gardner. Ah, so it's, it's an interesting theory, but that's the only thing that really bothers me. Now I gotta go back and rewatch it just so I can see that. <laughs> it's right before, right before the, the the head pops out and he drops yeah, yeah. it. He's like, yeah. "Oh, I found a tooth the size of a shot glass." It's like, yeah, maybe sharks have bad dental plans. <laughs> so can't forget. But I, I also like in that same scene when he drops the knife, you could tell that the bottom is only like three feet away from where they are. Mm-hmm. I always remember that in the scene that stuck out to me too. Oh, when he's in the cage. And he's in the cage. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I don't know about that, buddy. <laughs> like, it's literally fatter than Jaws would be. He'd be touching the floor. That is a, a slight change from the book as well, uh, because in the uh, in the movie, he's got the um, like the the cyanide tipped uh, like spear. Yeah. 
in the book, it's called a bang stick, and it has a. And I, again, this is reading it as a kid, and they're talking about loading a shell into it. I'm of course imagining a seashell, and I'm like, how the hell is that supposed to kill a shark? But it was like a single shotgun shell that was supposed to just you know kill the shark yeah. if he gets it in the mouth and you know shoots it and you know blows up his brain or whatever. But so it's slight change, but I thought it was just as good, you know. Um, it wasn't one of those things where it's like, oh, well, in the book, it was way better. You know, like. <laughs> no, the movie's actually better than the book, I, I think, on this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially the ending. Well, I mean, that's classic. Let's, we'll bring Jaws. We'll, we'll officially go. We're talking about the original Jaws film first off, right, mm-hmm. right off the bat. You know, the Steven Spielberg, uh, Roy Schneider, Robert Shaw, Richard Dreyfus, of course. You know, it got great mood to it, the whole vibe of it. I agree with Pat where it's like, it really is pretty close to a masterpiece of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we could talk a little bit about how, like, you know, the the, the shark didn't work. Uh, so they were un- we were unable to show it. They were unable to show it as much as they wanted to, but it was like a blessing in disguise. You know, what do you guys want to say about that? Do you want to know a reason why the shark didn't work? And this is from Jeffrey Voorhees, who... Uh, Today is his anniversary. Uh, Jeffrey Voorhees was killed on June 29th, 1975, (laughs) which was 30 years to the date of the USS Indianapolis from Quint's speech. It was also June 29th. Interesting. Um, So we interviewed Jeffrey Voorhees, who played Alex Kittner, uh, who was the kid that just got exploded. Um, Apparently, him and his friends would sneak into the warehouse where they were keeping the shark, and they'd like jump on it and play on it and like pull teeth out of it and shit. And then they'd get they'd bring the shark to set because there were three of them, uh, and they'd bring it to set. Like, oh, why isn't this working? And they'd be like, oh, we don't know. And it was because <laughs> the kids were jumping on it and fucking around with it, so they they messed up the shark. But. Like we also like everyone who watches this movie says like that's the best thing. Like the fact that the shark didn't work right was yeah. the best thing that this movie had going for it because there was you know like like Alexander said like when you and I I I live this in anything I write or anything I I want to watch when it comes to horror. Yeah, what you are going to imagine is far scarier than what I'm going to put onto a page or what someone's going to put onto a screen because you know what I fear like I don't fear sharks I respect the shit out of them but I don't fear them Alexander you fear sharks yeah. so if we're both going to react differently to seeing a shark if someone's like oh it's a big scary monster and here it is it's a shark I'm like oh okay You'd be like, oh, shit, you know, fuck that. But I'm going to be like, oh, all right, that's cool. I like this. So if you can imagine something, because, I mean, I think the first time I watched it, I was like, this can't be like just a regular shark or they would have shown it. Like, mm-hmm. maybe that's why they're, you know, it's got some sort of, I mean, they made it absolutely massive, you know, 25 feet and three tons, yeah. um, you know, which for a white shark, I think the biggest one, if you if you look up pictures of uh, Deep Blue, uh, that's like the oldest and biggest shark that anyone has uh, officially seen. But it doesn't look anything like the shark that's in the uh, in the movie. 
for one, it looks like it's, it constantly looks like it's pregnant because it's so big. It definitely wouldn't be running around doing the things that the shark in the movie does. Right. Yeah, no shark would, right. to be honest. Like, their whole motivation, like Hooper says, all this thing does is eat and swim and make little sharks. And that's it. Um, that's one of the reasons why the, there was this myth of sharks don't like the taste of people. It's not that they don't like the taste of people, like they don't taste things the way you and I do. They also don't experience tactile sensations the way you and I do. We have hands. If we are looking at something, oh, what is this? Let me feel this. Oh, this is cold. Like sharks don't have that. All of their uh, sensory perception organs are in their mouth. So if a shark sees something and it's curious about it, it is going to bite it. Now, because sharks are much larger than humans, uh, a bite will tend to cause catastrophic damage. But what it's doing is trying to see, are you worth my time eating you? Mm. Like basically what it's trying to do is see the fat content. So if a shark bites into a seal, it's going to get that thick layer of blubber. And they're like, okay, this is something I can expend my energy on because once I kill and eat this thing, I'm going to be digesting it for a month and it's going to give me the energy that I need. Because sharks do not stop swimming. Unlike fish, they don't have uh, what's called a swim bladder that allows them to just stop. There are a few sharks that can do that, like the webagon, the nurse shark, stuff like that, carpet shark. They can lay on the bottom. Mm-hmm. But for the bigger predatory sharks, you know, you know, the mako, the bull, the tiger, you know, and, and so on, they're not able to do that. They also can't swim backwards. Like, that's a way that... Uh, and uh, they also can't get flipped upside down which is a way that uh, killer whales have learned to kill great white sharks, and they actually have uh, shown off, for lack of a better word, like to people in like San Francisco in the ferries, like they'll see this pod of killer whales chasing down a great white, and they will bring the great white to the surface, force it up, and they will grab it, and they'll flip it onto its back, inducing what's called tonic immobility, where the shark is basically in a trance, can't move, can't do anything, and drowns. Mm. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's not for it's. The shark. Yeah, no, not for the shark. Like, just, like I just learned something new. So to me, this is cool. <laughs> well, like I said, I spent a lot of time, a lot of time researching sharks and whales. So, so yeah, that 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 tasting, you know, explains when you see somebody with a big chunk out of their leg. But you'd, you'd, mm-hmm. you'd say if they really wanted this person gone, they would have been, you know, sawdust. You know what I mean? Right, and you know, depending on the like a fourteen foot shark, it's like, oh, that's not so big. It's like. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Like, yeah. it's twice the size of your car. Right. Like, <laughs> and that thing just bit you. So, yeah, that's going to cause, you know, even some an eight-foot shark. People are like, oh, that's not a big shark. You ever stand next to a, a, a professional basketball player who's like 6'10"? Yeah. Oh, imagine no, I somebody. Robert Mukes, though, who is 6'10". <laughs> and it's like, yeah, no, I'm not messing with you ever. Now imagine someone a foot taller and, you know, five times the weight that has evolved to do one thing. And just the pressure alone, with just thinking of the pressure alone from the teeth chomping down on my leg. It's not just just that. Here's a little more science. I know I'm getting really fucking nerdy here, but there's a reason I'm I'm known as Patsy the Angry Nerd. Uh, It's the shape of the teeth as well. So certain, like the tiger shark... Their teeth are um, they're thinner 
then a great white, great white's basically just like a triangle with serration. And they come to a very sharp point. And the, the smaller and finer the point, the deeper, the less pressure it's going to take to pierce through flesh. So when you think that they have, you know, a bite pressure of, you know, 25,000 pounds per square inch, and all of that is being focused at this tiny little fraction of a point, you know, like if someone presses a butter knife against your palm, it's going to leave a mark. But if they press a steak knife against your palm with the exact same pressure, it's going to go into your hand. The same is true for these types of sharks. Now, for a shark, like I said, with a tiger shark, they are uh, much thinner teeth. And the way their jaw is, the teeth are pointed backwards so that if you try to escape, you're just going to shred yourself. Kind of like how when a, a cat grabs you, yeah, their claws are curved inward so that if you try to pull away, you're going to do more damage to yourself. And again, they're very fine point as well. So it's, it depends on the shark. Because uh, some sharks don't have the same bite power that, you know, uh, a great white has, obviously, because they don't have the size, they don't have the jaw strength, but they have many more teeth. They have uh, they have them arranged differently, and they're you know tilted backwards, so it's going to be a lot more difficult for their prey to escape. Whereas a great white is just going to inflict massive amounts of damage. So even if you know you get away like you're fucked up, like you need medical attention then and there, you know, like a seal, if a seal gets bitten, like it can bite a seal in half, like this, you know, half of the seal might get away for a minute or two, but it's not going to get far. By the end of this episode, I think I'm going to be with Alex and never ever ever again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. Jaws is based on a lie. Jaws is based on, and they mention it in the, in the film, uh, it's based on the concept of a rogue shark. So this whole, uh, this whole movie is based on the 1916 Jersey Shore attacks. There is no such thing as a rogue shark. It doesn't exist. Basically, the concept was, okay, it's one shark because all we ever see is one shark at a time. So it's one shark terrorizing this beach or terrorizing this community. Yeah. The issue was, it was not a great white. It was a series of bull sharks. And they know it was a series of bull sharks because not only were people getting attacked on the Jersey Shore, you know, in the Atlantic Ocean, but they were also being attacked as far away as Maryland upstream. Like there was a bunch of people that were swimming in a river because it was especially hot that summer. And an eight-year-old kid got taken under and somebody tried to go and save him. And another shark took him out. So there were three sharks that attacked these two people upriver. And bull sharks are able to do that because the way their organs work, they, their liver can, I believe it's their liver, can store salt water and run it through their system so that they can stay in fresh water because they're recycling salt water throughout their system and they're not taking in any, any fresh water. Because if you take a regular shark and put it in fresh water, it, it's done. Yeah. Um, but bull sharks have been able to uh, adapt and improvise and overcome, but they're the only ones. So that whole thing, like that whole the whole concept of a rogue shark, is serious uh, shit. It's, well, it's it's fake. It doesn't exist. There's no such no, thing. No, I know. But if it, if it was a real thing, like it's, that would just be 
scary as shit to have to, you know, think about that. Well, that's why they get a bad rap. You know what I mean? They got that big fit, that big mouthful of teeth. It's what we see, you know, in films and stuff like that. It's Patty unfortunate. Was, Patty, I think Patty was trying to go for like the fact that you can look at a, you can look at you like a cat, look at a cat, mm-hmm. the sharp teeth the cat has and, and the claws and that. It has those things to hurt and defend itself, but it doesn't exactly mean it's going to do that to you. You know what I mean? So just because it looks scary and all that, I mean, you can't you gotta try not to be afraid of it, I guess. But they have got that bad rap via, you know, movies like this and stuff. And I'm with the Hawk, too. Like, I got <laughs> I got cousins that go deep sea fishing all the time. And every now and then I'll go with them. And they like they get out there in the middle of the ocean. They jump in and fucking swim around. And you would never in a million years see me swim around in the open water like that. No way. No way, Jose. If you are with a group of people... I'm already overweight. I'm not putting on a wetsuit. It looks like a seal to a shark. What's that seal seal meat? Listen, if you you are with a group of people, you are less likely to... If there's like four or five people all swimming together, you are less likely to be attacked by a shark because sharks, uh, they're not dumb. Like, they're not smart like dolphins or, or, or killer whales or anything like that, but they're not dumb, and their primary instinct is survival. Like, if they think that you are easy prey, they will go after you. If you're by yourself, you're off and alone. Yeah, it's like, all right, let me take a look. Let me see what this is, what, what's going on. Yeah. But if there's, like, four or five people, they're going to stay away from you. Like, they might circle, like, can I, can I grab one of these guys not without... But it's like, no. And the shark will leave you alone. Um, like, and that's, that's the whole thing. Like, if I, t- you know, like what you're saying about cats, like if I told you, uh, like, you, you know, you, you come to my house, like, all right, I just want you to know that somewhere in this place, there is an animal that can see in the dark, has retractable claws, right. and you will never hear them coming if they want to, like, come get you. You'd be like, fuck. I'm not going there. It's like, no, no, it's just I'm a little kitty home. cat. I'm going right. home. <laughs> but it's like, it's just my little kitty cat. Like, yeah. it's just mittens. Like, what do you, what's the big deal? Like, and that's the thing is, it's funny what we demonize and what we find to be scary. Like, everyone's like, oh, wolves are the best. Like, oh, I love wolves because they're like dogs. And it's like, wolves will fuck you up. Yeah. But, Coyotes, all types of shit. So there's, there was... Yeah, any apex predator, anything that's at the top of its food chain. And like here's the thing, there was a uh, there was an initiative where people were like, well, we have to we have to kill all the sharks because they're being a- attracted by the seals. It's like, no, get rid of the food source and you'll get rid of the sharks. Like you don't have to kill anything, get rid of the seals. There was a uh, a, a thing that happened, I want to say like 20, 25 years ago, maybe even longer in Montana somewhere, you know, one of these like really rural states. And they decided they were going to kill all the gray wolves. So they went out, they hunted and killed all the gray wolves, got rid of all of them. Great. No more gray wolves because a gray wolf attacked somebody. That led to an explosion in the deer population, which led to the deer destroying all of the crops that were being grown. Yeah. So now all these farmers don't have crops, whether they were producing them for mass consumption or they were producing them for themselves. Like now there's no food. There's no livelihood all because you got rid of the predators and then they had to go get more wolves and bring them in to keep that population in check. So if you don't have the sharks, like let's just use the Cape as an example. We're all, you know, relatively close to that area. You have all these seals, especially in like Chatham and Orleans, 
and especially in Chatham world, all, all the, the, the fishermen are, the seals are attracted to the fish. So, and everyone's like, oh, look at them. They're so cute and nice. They look like puppies, but they're a huge problem. So you have all these seals that are now eating the fish, which is impacting the fishing industry, impacting people's livelihoods. And then sharks come because the sharks are like, fuck, look at all these goddamn seals getting fat and lazy off of people feeding them fish. This is going to be way easier for us. And then everybody freaks out about the goddamn sharks. Yeah. Sounds and very like, political. Well, it's where, like that's where, where, where it was actually deeper, no pun intended, than and, and seals And seals aren't as innocent as people think they are. They're pretty like uh, my cousin surfs, and he's told me some stories. The seals would just come up to him and bite at his legs and his. A seal will fuck you up. Yeah, yeah, they don't play around. <laughs> and people look at them like, oh, they're cute. They're like little puppies. Like, no, they're three, four hundred pounds, and they have sharp teeth. And they can swim faster than you. And they're stronger than you. Even on land, they'll come after you. And that's not even, that's just the seals. That's not the sea lions that are eight, nine hundred, a thousand pounds that will fuck you up as well. Yeah. I mean, for, you know, the seal, the singer, you want to know how his face got like that. It's from battling with seals in real life. That's why, (laughs) that's how he got the name. He he wasn't just kissed by a rose. He got (laughs) fucked up by a seal, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, the, but Robert Shaw, you know, we'll get the cat all-star cast in this oh, film. Yeah. I mean, the film's got a phenomenal cast. Robert Shaw, I mean, can anybody, could anybody else play Quint? I mean, he was a dude that you would almost, you were afraid of him. You're almost afraid of this character. He's so like sleazy in a way. He's like one of those people you go fishing with them and he cuts your throat and lets you go off the back of the boat type. Yeah. Deal, you're you know the bait I mean? now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Quint Quint's a great character, and Robert Shaw played him. Apparently, uh, again, learning this from my uh, interview with Jeffrey Voorhees, apparently he was drunk like all the time, I heard that, and yeah. just wanted to be away from everyone. So, and the kids knew this, so they'd like they'd go fuck with him. Hi, Robert, how you doing? How's how's shooting today? Leave me alone, you damn kids! You know, like. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Every day they'd like wait for him outside his hotel before shooting. So he'd come out of the hotel and they'd just like bombard him with questions as he's walking to the set. Yeah. <laughs> I think he was living it though, because that Quint, that's what Quint is. I, Quint would be like a, 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 a boat dude that drinks 24 seven. I assume, you know what I mean? Just Doing pounding gansets. You know what I mean? Do you see, but yeah, the, the Great acting. You don't really see acting like that anymore. Where Quentin, when we look in Quentin's eyes, you see the squirreliness. You know what I mean? You see, mm. like, you see the t- the tough times he talks about. That's a great actor. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can feel every emotion that he's going through at that particular moment. He's definitely the opposite of Roy Scheider. You know, Roy Scheider, <laughs> who I enjoy, but he's he's like a leading man, but he's not like. Like Quint's more manly, if you will. You know what I mean. Like if they, if it went if they're going fisticuffs, Quint would have killed everybody in that movie. You know what I mean. He demands your attention. He really and does. Like yeah. he's the focal. It's kind of like the eyes of the Mona Lisa. Like no matter what you're doing, you have to look at Quint. No matter what else is going on. Yeah. And the USS Indianapolis speech is one of the greatest monologues in the history of yeah. cinema. I would put it up against anything, especially. Like how it goes from like them comparing their scars and laughing and drinking and yeah. all of a sudden it's just the tone just changes and he goes into that story and like you feel like obviously Quint 
wasn't there. Like Robert Shaw wasn't there, but like you feel everything. He's talking about his friend Herbie Robinson from Cleveland, baseball player, Bozen's mate. Oh, like, yeah. And there's like a moment right at the end of the speech where like he, 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 he shows like the slightest amount of emotion. Like his character is about to break down thinking about what happened, but he say, but he like locks anyway, it back up. It's anyway, like really good. We delivered the bomb. Yeah, dude. Like perfect. It was a great, great performance. Great June performance. the 29th, 1945. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 1100 men go in the water. 328 men come out. Sharks took the rest June the 29th, 1945. Anyway, we delivered the bomb. <laughs> I, it's kind of funny that like we just we happened to decide to do this episode on the 29th. We, yeah, it, with all yeah. the history behind it, like that just it was meant to be. It's great the way that works out. <laughs> Rest in peace, huh? right? That yeah, was, you know, that I think that's the, the the second death. That's the day, the first daytime death that you really see. Mm. You know, the the nighttime death in the beginning is horrifying. I would ne- another place you would never catch me in the water at night. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, that, that doesn't matter. We take sharks out of it. Just I think that deep water uh, bothers me. I think it's, it's it's bad. But yeah, the, then I love the one they have her at, at the morgue, and they don't sh- they show just enough like that. That was kind of perfect too. This was no boating accident. <laughs> you are, yeah, you, you look at it. It's like if it was in an extended cut, it would be more of a horror movie. You know, it's like mm-hmm. they cut the gore out of it. It's like one of those moments. Um, classic, yeah. Uh, Richard Dreyfus. You know, Richard Dreyfus is a, a, an actor I respect, but he always plays these kind of like half unlikable people. You know what I mean? I don't know what the what the what the fail is with it. That's what I gather at least. And he, even in this, he kind of with Hooper, he play. You know, he was like that college, that cocky college student character that came in and thought he knew what he was talking about but might not have been so hands-on and now he's getting the hands-on experience it, it, i love the mashup of the old school and the new school with him and quint really like mm. batting heads that was good good stuff yeah because quint's a quint's a self-made man like he's yeah. been living on the island his whole life and uh you know like there's that line where they're going to look at uh going to look at uh, uh trying to find ben gardner's boat and they're like He's like, how rich are we talking? He goes, uh, just me or the whole family. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like you're such a tool. Yeah. And yeah. he's even worse in the book because he's just like, it's like, I'm banging your wife. Save me from the shark. Fuck you. I would have him in the water to be like lunch for the shark. Oh, yeah, he was already there. Didn't matter. <laughs> you know that that the scene with them getting drunk at the dinner table has a whole new meaning to it now, knowing that he was banging the dude's wife. Right, mm-hmm. seriously. I can do him. anything I want. I'm the chief of police. And then he got <laughs> drunk, passed out, and the dude banged his wife. It was. Uh... Oh, yeah, it was. It, yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't like implied. Like they go to hotels like multiple times. And yeah. it's like you're in a small town where everybody knows everything. There's like 800 people in Amity. Right. You guys know <laughs> Richard. Everybody's Dre- talking about it. Richard Dreyfus released a hip hop album that year called "Fuck the Police's Wife." <laughs> you guys ever catch that one? That was good times. <laughs> so, yeah, dude, classic. The boat. That's cool. You have the blood from that scene because that's one of that. That scene's epic, man. Horrifying. Uh, the boat coming in, him coming down. They had the action figure of that boat. You got the action figure, Dale? Like uh, the- it hasn't launched yet, but yeah. I have the uh, the Funko of Jaws eating Quint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's behind you, isn't it? 
Yeah, it's right there. It's very cool. <laughs> yeah. And, I got too uh, much stuff on top of it, so I don't want to <laughs> pull it out. I want everything to fall down. But yeah, it's... Know, it is classic, and they and they and they, 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 they boogie board bags. You know, yeah, they were they were on the they uh they had the barrels. That's what they they had the rope tied to the barrels because that's what was left. Yeah. After the shark exploded, so shooting the yeah. barrels, yeah, the barrels. Just seeing like the forest, like like the the after they shoot him and he goes deep, and you see the barrels go under and they pop up. Just the fact of knowing how deep it is in the barrels, like that's great tension. You know what I mean? Mm. They, they like, where are the where are the barrels? They don't know, and then they're like, you know, pop up like five hundred feet. Uh, super. He can't hard. go down with three. Not with three on him. He can't. Yeah. And then they disappear. <laughs> yeah, it really is a great film. Really is solid. You guys want to say anything in closing? Mel, you want to say something? Uh, on, on oh no, I was just gonna say one. like just with the with the original Jaws, just the the lack of not being able to see the shock until almost the end of it just builds up that suspense even more so. And you know, I think the fact that you don't see them causes more fear than when you actually do see them, even if it wasn't the fact that you could you know tell that it was a mechanical shark. It just yeah, you just feel the tension, the, like you said. Every the music, everything just builds it all up. Meanwhile, you're sitting there having a mini heart attack, waiting for yeah. this, little, this not little fucker, but this fucker to come out of the water. <laughs> yeah, because the, the first time you see him is when he kills Alex Kittner. Yeah. Like he just comes up, and you just see he rolls. He, it's just like he, a roll, right? Yeah, he like just a comes fin, up. A fin roll. Yeah, because he grabs him and, and puts him under. Because the, yeah. the original shot that they didn't use because it was too bloody was they're like, okay, what you're gonna do is you're gonna roll off the uh, you're gonna roll off your your uh, your raft there, and you're gonna dunk underwater and stay underwater as long as you can. And they had these like barrels of fake blood, like these big like oil drum type things. And he's like, yeah, as soon as I would roll over, they would just explode it you know with the shark in front of it yeah and he's like i screwed it up like six times before we got it right <laughs> and that and he said it, it what sucked was like they would have to wait hours because you had to wait for all the blood to dissipate they had to reset everything up and then you had to do it again and he said the the shark smelled so bad you could smell it from a mile away because it just it wasn't meant to be in the water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, awful. <laughs> like the first thing they did, like they made this awesome model, and the first thing they did was put it in the water and fucking ruin it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, but it it, it worked. It was a big success. Oh yeah, big the first success. first summer blockbuster. First summer blockbuster. You know, it put the fear. A lot of people with Hawk over there. Like even though you didn't see that movie till. Till the college years, I bet you were still affected by it before you even seen the film. Well, yeah, I mean, I and mean, you couldn't, you know, it's you couldn't go anywhere without hearing about Jaws and all that. Well, the music, and, I mean, the music, oh, yeah. so well, I mean, heck, I, I knew of the music even before even anything else about the story, other than you know, of course, knowing that you know it's about a shock and that. And, and you have to give them a lot of credit with the, the music because I put it in the same category as, like, um, 
uh, Halloween with Michael Myers music. I feel. And, uh, you know, Jason, Friday the 13th. It, it, all, all three of them have that kind of, like, you know, tension of feeling something's coming for you. Well, it's very simple. It's very yeah. simple. It goes right to your soul. You know what I mean? But, but yeah, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and it helps, you know, kind of put the uh, hairs on the back of your neck up and get you, you know, ready and anticipating something bad happening. And, um, I mean, the, the music for Jaws is a perfect, perfect example of simple music that really has a, a very you know, profound effect on people. And it's, uh, from what I understand, and I know they did this in, uh, in the movie Irreversible, lower tones, you know, and that's, that's what the Jaws theme is, reverberates through your body in a, a different way than like higher tones do. And there is a, uh, like the lower it goes, like sometimes it's not even audible to you. And they did that in, uh, uh, like I said, Irreversible. They played this tone during a scene that, uh, artificially ramps up your anxiety. Like you're not even aware that you're hearing it, hmm. but it's resonating with you on like, you know, Deeper like this, level. yeah, this like deep level. You're not even aware, but it's like, like you're, you're so anxious and, you know, you're just off. And that's the whole thing with, with uh, John Williams score from Jaws is that it's this deep, rumbling like reverberating just two notes for the most part yeah you know and it's just you feel it in your bones like quite literally especially if you're seeing it in a theater or with like a a, you know nowadays like you know a good surround system or something but my question is with the way the music is would any of you want to do one of those there's a movie theater here in rhode island i think it's mesquamic at beach theater at least once or twice a summer, they show Jaws. They have a, I think, this, I believe the screen is out in the water. Yeah, I've seen. And then you can sit on the rafts and watch the movie. Would anybody, <laughs> would anybody be crazy enough to do it? Because I want to. Oh, 100%. hell no. Hundred percent, I would pond? do it. Is it a pond or ocean? It's the ocean. Depends <laughs> how deep out we go here. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not that deep out, but it could it's be fucking the fact of you know watching the movie on the water, floating there. When you know the like one of the first scenes you see is that poor kid getting killed <laughs> on the road. I'd be more worried about the girl in the beginning in the dark, like just so you, how you're chilling in your fucking raft in the dark, and then you know you, got, you have to watch that whole deal. That's what makes me want to do it, and you I, know, it's a different I, way to experience the film. I wouldn't even want to hear the music in a pool. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. I'll be honest with you. No, I, I, that would be a hard pass for me. I'm sorry. No, no, I am not being any. I'm not watching that movie around. I'm not even going to watch it in my own bathtub. Okay. Right before you throw the laptop in the in the bathtub with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sure. I'm sure you guys are aware that you know the the scene at the beginning, like she had like this uh, Susan Backlund, he had this, this like weird rig on her, and it jerked her around so bad that she broke a bunch of ribs. So her screaming and yelling was hundred percent legit. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. 
It's like, wow, that's a great shape. Can we do that again? She's like, oh, my ribs. <laughs> <laughs> she drifted to the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> she just died of exhaustion and sank. I think that was a cocaine thing with that shark, though. That, in, in the book, I think that had cocaine overdose. Oh. Fentanyl, whatever was going on. The, uh, cr- the craziness of it. But Jaws 2, 1978, you know, they wanted, they bring back, Roy comes back, they got a new director in the chair. But uh, part two, I enjoy part two a lot. Where's part two fall with you guys? Oh, part two is right behind part one. Yeah. uh, Because this one at least attempts to take itself seriously. Uh, Like it's picking up right where it left off. And it's, you know, that it's a very classic monster type movie somehow fucking larry vaughn is mayor of uh, of amity again yes. uh like one re-election one. some fucking how uh which uh, again lends to his mob connections exactly um but they're like yeah we don't think that's a shark it's like are you fucking serious like after everything we just went through all this shit the last time, the last time? <laughs> like, i'm telling you this is a shark and they're like yeah that could be anything maybe that's some coral it's like <laughs> what? <laughs> like this is a picture because, like the the opening scene is the two divers, uh, I think, investigating the orca. Yeah, getting because I I haven't watched these in a while, but uh, I I'm due for a rewatch. Um, they're investigating the orca and they get killed by the shark, but they have the underwater camera and one of them gets the picture of yeah. the shark and it's very clearly a shark in that picture and they're like. I don't know. Uh, maybe that swamp gas <laughs> reflecting off of the moonlight. I don't know. And it's like, no, I'm telling you, this is a. And he even says, he goes, I already killed one shark and I'm not going through that hell again. My favorite thing is like all the teenagers, like, we're going to go have fun out in the water. Yeah. yeah. Is this the one with the banana boat? No, that's, that's Jaws 4. That's the fourth one? Okay. Yeah. Jamaica. Uh, no, this is, this is when uh, all the. All the teens go out on the yeah. sailboats. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So there's no land at all except for this little like yeah. island, electrical island. Yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. They, I'm just making sure I'm keeping them straight now. That's yeah, fun. yeah. That's <laughs> the element that they added to the second one that made it so good, I think, is them bringing them into the middle of the ocean like that where there's really no way to escape. And bringing know, Michael with them. Yeah. Because Michael's like nine? Yeah. No, Sean. Sean. Michael's the older one. Sean's the younger yeah. one. So Sean is... Uh, Sean is, yeah. He didn't look more to be. He didn't look like he was more than like five or six at the time. I think he's. I think he's a little. I think he's like eight or nine in this. I'm guessing because like they weren't very consistent when it comes to the ages. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think Michael was. uh, Well, maybe because Sean, I think, was like three or four in the in the original, and Michael was maybe nine or ten, give or take. Um, so there's five, six years. So if, if Sean's nine and we'll put Michael, we'll say he's 16, 17. Yeah. You know, well, that's, that's, that's fine. You know, cause that's, you know, they're all hanging out. They all have their own boat. There's like six or seven boats and like they get wrecked. Yeah. And that's the first time Jaws takes down a, uh, a helicopter. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, he doesn't, no, no, he does one helicopter and one. <laughs> but the helicopter was great because they it gets pulled under and like the uh 
the blades start snapping off and they're it's whipping the water and like shredding the sail. So now the kids have no chance of getting back. Yeah. And they're just kind of like hanging out in the middle of the ocean. They become like, a buffet oh. for Jaws. Yeah. So from what I understand, if you read the second book, and I don't know if anybody else did, mm-hmm. but this was a shark that this was a female shark that encountered the original shark uh, and it mated with her. So she was pregnant. I think she, I don't remember. It's been close to 30 ish years since I've read this, but I don't, I do remember that this shark mated with the first shark mated with the second shark. And I think the shark from four is the shark that ends up being born of that union. Hmm. If I remember correct, I know it sounds like some, you know, you want, you want to say it's not a fucking horror movie? Like, tell me <laughs> that doesn't that... sound like the plot of Halloween. <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. And you could, inter- those teenagers could be interchanged out with any Friday the 13th cast. Oh, yeah. They're you know all, I mean? they're all like, oh, save me. Oh, I'm wearing almost nothing out in the middle of the ocean. It's like, first of all, you would be wearing way more fucking sunscreen because you kids live on this goddamn island right. and you're smarter than that yeah <laughs> or you would hope they would be anyway <laughs> yeah. you know. it was the 70s so it's true Ugh. yeah there's a there's a lot more there's a little more of the shark shown in this one which you know they, they don't overkill it which is nice i always like that 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 close to the surface shots they do where it's like the above shot just so they can show you how much bigger the shark is to the boat that it's going up against. It's always a good tactic. There is a great shot like that in the uh, in the first one. Again, when the kids are out on the boat, when he uh, when he gets that guy like, hey, you kids all right? And the shark, yeah. and then you see the legs just sink to the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Like you get to see the side of the shark as he's coming in and just like chomps on him. I was like, all right, that's a that's a good shot. That's because that that particular shark only had one side to it. <laughs> so getting to see the, the side of it. But that's not, you know, as we've mentioned before, that's not how great whites attack their prey. They typically, like I said, they're ambush predators, which is why you see like all the uh, the animal planet footage of the sharks flying up out of the water because they are trying to stun the seals. Because if the you know seals are fucking small and quick and maneuverable, yeah. So the less energy the shark has to use to chase one down the better for the shark. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Alex, how do you feel about that? Do you use those same tactics <laughs> in the streets? Uh, I, I, I try, but I, it never works out well for me. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, my opinion of, of Jaws 2 is I I have to admit, I mean, it, it's it's cool. I mean, of course, it doesn't... Uh, isn't as, as good as the first one. I, I, none of them are as good as the first one. That's that's obvious. Um, I mean, my biggest problem with that, with the second one, is kind of like has already been mentioned before, where, okay, all of this stuff has happened in the first one. This is the sequel, and they still don't believe him, and they still, you know, they, they're still, you know, just saying, oh, you're just being paranoid I mean, it's like okay, it works. It works for the first one. It works, but but if you lived through this and now you know, now it's like oh no, he's just crazy. He doesn't know what he's talking about. It's like 
okay, in this world, okay, you've already experienced a, 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 a jumble killer shark that has terrorized this town. And the guy who took care of that shark is saying, hey, guys, we got another one. And you're like, oh, no, no, he's, he's not. He doesn't know what he's talking about. That, that really bugged me. Maybe it's just me, but that was like, I was, was like. What was the, supposed to be the time difference? Like two years? Or no, it was more than that. Season? I want to say five, six years. Okay. It's got to be because, you know, because of how, how the kids have grown. Right, right. Because, I mean, know, Michael was just, I mean, Sean was just past being a toddler, you know? They'd yeah. all still be in therapy in real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially get, seeing your friends get eaten in front of you, seeing yeah. like you know, watch it like, oh, we're out on a boat, we're playing, oh, this is fun. I did that's... like the fact that he had all the uh the, the, the poison bullets that he made. Yeah. And he fired into a, <laughs> a school of bluefish. Yeah. Ah, I got him, I got the shark. It's just bluefish, you crazy son of a bitch. Well, Brody, I am Brody. Like I, the, the character of Brody, that they show show him drinking a little bit, but I think that he's supposed to be. I think that was PG alcoholism. I think you know what I mean. <laughs> Where like that, you show him he drinks one beer. I think throughout, but I think you're supposed to get the vibe like he likes to indulge a little more. So he could, and I'm sure he would have indulged in more alcohol after p- the first movie. Oh, uh, I definitely would have been an alcoholic after. You know that. what I'm mean? being, so dude, yeah. I would have moved. I would have gone as far away from the ocean as possible. I wouldn't even have water in my toilet bowl. You would hate the water. (laughs) Well, that's 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 part of the uh, the backstory for Brody in the book is it's implied that the reason he because he was you know in New York like that's where he was, and it was implied that something happened to him as a result of his drinking. So he was um, reassigned where he would be less of a problem. Nothing could go wrong out here. So, like, let's just kind of shove him off, you know, get him out of the city because he's got a a, a drinking problem. Let's put him on an island with a bunch of drunken fishermen where the biggest issue is, you know, you know what was what was the the kid doing karate and and chopping the uh, the the pickets off the fence? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. So like, like that's the biggest issue that they were facing. You know, so like, it's a punishment for him, but it's like we're not we're not going to have you resign in disgrace because it would look bad on us that we never noticed your alcoholism. So we're just going to kind of shuttle you off to this little island. And it's weird that they try to make it seem. Like, this is part of New York. Yeah. Even though at the beginning we see them like, no, you have to say Yad now. You have to say Ka now. And it's like, that's definitely not a New York accent. Right. I mean, I know a Boston accent when I've heard one. But they, it's in the movie, it's kind of implied that it's New York, which is kind of weird, even though yeah. they do the whole accent thing at the beginning. Mm. Yeah. Like it's supposed to be the Hamptons or something. Yeah, but then again, like the movies just get weirder as they go anyway. So you know. yeah, he kills him with electricity. He he kills Jaws with electricity uh, at the end of this one. Yeah, he bites he bites the uh, the, the big transatlantic cable. Slapping slap it with yeah, the like, orbs. Eat it, you son of a bitch! Eat it to the shark. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, he can hold it because it's insulated, but when the shark bites into it... Teeth, yeah, the teeth hit it. Yeah, like, <laughs> he chomped way, right I, through I the insulation. Nothing, I would want nothing to do with that. Nothing. You're in water. You're, like, he well, that, that cable out. runs in the water anyways. Like, it's, like that's a real cable. Like, there yeah. are... Uh, it, it's just... It's just petrified. There are... Like, the shark's not bad enough. We're going to get electrocuted to boot, too. If you if your life was on the line and that was your last that your last ditch effort for, for survival, you'd do it, Mel. I got faith in you, girl. No, he was <laughs> he was fine. He was up on the island. He's trying to save the kids. Well, he was hanging in. He was hanging in. Oh, dude, he was finished. If that plan didn't go as he planned, he would have been dead. He would have. Sorry, kids, up. you're screwed. Well, yeah, because the shark came right at him. Well, do you remember the beginning when they're like, oh, yeah, this this giant fucking killer whale has this huge bite taken out of it. What do you yeah. think did that? I don't know. Maybe a boat propeller. And yeah. It's like, it's like no, it was, it was probably another orca. And he's like, yeah, could a shark do it? She's like, that's crazy talk. You're crazy. It's like, yeah, you remember a few years ago when there was a shark up here? It's like, she goes, no, no, it, it, it was definitely another killer whale. There's no way it was a shark. It's, it's totally impossible. It's like, but it's possible, right? She's like, no. No, you're stupid. <laughs> Meanwhile, you, you want to take her and throw her in the water and find out how she feels about it. After you that. don't know anything about sharks, mister. They got the memo from Mayor Vaughn. No matter what, there's no the sharks. sharks. Let's not talk about the sharks this season, guys. P.S. Get me more suit jackets with anchors on them. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. I love how he, because that dude looks like he's a hardcore drunk, too. I just thought it was real life crossing over into the film. But he does have that weird drunk mafia tie vibe to him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He like never wears a tie. Yeah, <laughs> just like the Very suit loud. jacket. Yeah, <laughs> he it just came from kind, his... of, kind of reminds you of like Don Johnson in Miami Vice. You know, it was just the suit jacket, the button-down shirt, and you know, some ugly loafers or something. <laughs> he looks like he's always coming from his mistress's hotel room. That's what it looks like. I have a Miami oh. Vice football helmet. <laughs> Hey. We're, all, we're all about the vice there. <laughs> you can so, see it right there. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bright pink with a, a blue uh, palm, palm tree. tree on it. That's a fucking dolphin's helmet. I like that. It's literally called a Miami Vice helmet. That's awesome. They don't do the dolphin dolphin no more? Oh, they do. This is a... Something this in college? Is a, it's a, no, it's the Miami Dolphins. It's just a custom. I got a couple okay. of those. Yeah. I remember the Miami Dolphins back in the day. Dan Marino, yeah, they still, they still have the uh, they still have the dolphin on there. Yeah, once they get rid of that, there'll be a problem. Then so they'll have to remake Ace Ventura. Oh, God, <laughs> they'll no. be doing that anyway. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm down. That's with not that. Snowflake. I want to see Ace Ventura meets Jaws. <laughs> well, they had the, the there was that right. Yeah, yeah they, 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 they had that, that scene. Yeah. Yeah. That's not Snowflake. That's not Snowflake. Even that was horrifying, <laughs> dude. When that shark jumps up, that was like a little scary. Yeah. He's Ventura. Um, so he claps the wire. He bites the wire. He gets electrocuted. He goes on to live another day. And then we bring in the third installment <laughs> to the franchise, <laughs> which is horrifying. Oh, um, yeah. Steven Spielberg turned this one down. He didn't want involvement. I don't know why. I don't think Spielberg even. I don't think he even stayed attached as an executive producer or anything after the first one. I think he just dipped. You know what though? This this movie because it changes 
so much. Like I look at this uh, in the continuity of the franchise. I look at this as uh, the same way I look at Halloween three. Yeah. Because they, they change everything around for some reason. Lorraine Gary is still in it. Uh, she, I think she was in all four of them, but you know, they, there's no, uh, I'm trying to remember, like, there's no sibling. There's only one. Uh, I think it's just Michael. Like, there's no Sean. Yeah. Like, like yeah, they change. I, every- I think they said Sean was killed. Too, yeah. That's not till the. F- That's the in the fourth, fourth one. one he, gets his, he gets his arm bitten off. Um, but, like, there's this whole thing about, like, how, like, there is no Sean. Like, it's just Michael. And, like, it's a it's a whole weird thing, like. They never lived in Amity, like they lived somewhere else, and it's like just this whole like it's a non sequel. It's almost like they were trying to reboot the franchise but still needed the name, so they called it Jaws three D just because it was the third one. Yep. But I think they were trying to reboot the the, the series with those stellar effects. Like <laughs> that shark, it looked like one of those like remote control inflatable things. Yep. And every single shot was exactly the same. It's just the shark with its mouth open just coming. Yeah. And it, when it crashed through the fucking window. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, I remember watching this. I was like eight or nine when I saw it the first time. I was like, this is stupid. Like, <laughs> I was I was just like, I, I can't. I hate this so much. I don't want to watch it. The plot and was even, cool. The plot of it actually had good, had like a good vibe to it. You know what I mean? There was material to work with, I felt like, with the plot, you know, but it didn't quite go. It had a decent little cast for what it was, you know, of course. You had oh, Louis yeah. Lou Augusta June was in it. Dennis Quaid was in it. Leah Thompson from, like, Back to mm-hmm. the Future and such. It's, um... Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck, <laughs> <Red> of course. <laughs> of course, man. But, yeah, that, that scene and... and you know, Meg has a scene, has a scene, I think, that kind of pays tribute to Jaws 3, where it, where it's like the kid in the tunnel, in the underwater tunnel, and it mm-hmm. like, you know, swims up to the to the glass. I thought that was very Jaws 3, but I did yeah. like that aspect of Jaws 3. I will give them credit for the SeaWorld underwater theme where you could be, you were in the tunnels because that did add a really scary element to it, which if you were underwater stuck and you've seen this you'd be shitting your pants you wouldn't want to be involved you know yeah and that's one of those things to me like that the um kind of like atmospheric horror like if you are in a place where no one can come help you you know whether it's on a mountain uh under like you know say uh alive or you know in a you know out in the middle of the ocean like um those uh (laughs) open water Open water, yeah. I was gonna say yeah. like a drift or some shit. Uh, mm. You know, the abyss when you're way down at the bottom of the ocean, sure. or you're in space like alien, like no one can come help you. Um, like those to me are, it's like oh, I'm so close, but I'm so far away. Yeah. Like those to me are the most terrifying things. Where it's like I can almost see salvation, but there's no way I'm going to get there. You know barring a miracle and like that yeah. scene like you're talking about that's in the 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 tube with lewis Goss- gossett jr and it's like slowly filling up and like everyone's trampling each other and like trying yeah. to get the doors oh yeah like that was one part of that movie that was done well yeah but the effects 
I think I think I think the shark from Back to the Future looked better than the shark from this. There's a fun tie-in right there. Was that uh, Jaws like uh, thirty-four? Yeah, something like that. Jaws nineteen. Oh, shark still looks fake. Yeah, that then the swim thing, like what you what you just said about the the, like the, the the extended. It's like when they swim in the very end of the first one when they're paddling, and it's like miles to shore. That thing you say, like, I see the shore, but I ain't getting there. Like, dude, I would be so afraid every fucking stroke of my foot that it was going to be the last stroke before something grabbed me. You know what I mean? See, at that, in, in that case, you're at least lucky that there's this huge mass of blood and, and meat that is attracting all these other animals. So, like, exactly. they're not interested in you. Like, I have to chase that? No. I've got shit right here. It's like, oh, I have, like, this amazing meal at home. You know that's fully cooked and ready to go. You know what? I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna hit Wendy's up for some fries. You know, yeah, it's 20 yeah. minutes away. It's like, no, you don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, you have to post you anyway. No. <laughs> I love part in the end of part three when they're in like that control room and with the with the f- the fake one where you see him floating up towards it like like a fucking made out like he was you know, blow up tube with a shark. And then he, it's always funny when like they, they're, they're all underwater and he breaks the glass, but it's still, the glass still tumbles in like it's fucking nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like there's nothing on the other side. Yeah. Like, like it's just gone, air. Like that first crack, that whole room would be fucking engulfed in water so quickly they would have been mashed into shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like <laughs> the water would have rushed in so quickly. Oh. It's like uh, a plot line straight out of a Macho Man Randy Savage wrestling match. But you know what? You know what made it. I will give. I will give it this. Yeah. It inspired one of the best Jaws ripoff shark films that we've ever seen. Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea. Yeah. <laughs> Except yeah. that when they threw Stellan Skarsgård through the window. Yeah, yeah. That was fucking awesome. And you gotta feel bad for the poor bastard because he's strapped to a, a friggin' gurney. Yep. And then boom. Sayonara, like it's a wrap. He's yeah. Like, they're they're trying to lift him in the helicopter. He gets yep. dropped back in the water. Then the shark grabs him and whips him through the window. It's like, oh dick. <laughs> Like it's like this poor bastard. I'd, I'd, I'd still rather take that death over being eaten, though. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I'm very against being chopped up. It's like going to sleep inside a blender. <laughs> no, you, you're awake for a little bit of it. You probably, you know, the, the worst no, part I, you're awake for. I'd rather be eaten than drown. That's me. I want it to be quick. You'd rather be eaten alive than drowned. Like, oh, yeah, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to drown. I don't want to burn. Like if you read, like a lot of my a lot of my stuff. Like yeah. I wrote a, a short story that's in my first collection called Monsters in the Closet, and it's like this girl wakes up to her apartment on fire, and she ends up burning alive, and she can smell herself cooking, but she oh, like shit. it's like ooh, that smells pretty good. What is that? Oh shit, that's me. Like. <laughs> And like that, that just that just puts skews me out to a whole new level because mm-hmm. prior to your coming in, we were talking about like when um in Rhode Island when Great White that rock band. Went yep, I remember. I was working at the hospital at the time, and let me tell you, the smell of burning flesh—not a way I want to go because that's a smell I will never in my life forget. 
the Yankee Candle with the scent of burning flesh. I think. Yeah, I don't even like walking past Yankee Candle as it is. So if that was a real <laughs> thing, I would yeah. really be puking as I walk by, more so oh. than I already want to do when I go by there. They say it's worse than burning hair, which smells awful. It's, it's, it's like I said, it's a smell I will never in my life forget. Last time I went for a run, I had burning feet. The uh, Jaws three, and then they they blow through the window, and uh, I believe what a couple of them have suits on so they can survive the water coming in. And then there's dolphins. And there's dolphins yeah. to save the day. The dolphins try to help, try and help. And they go back to the old the tube blowing up the air the air uh, the air valve thing there. The tank. They blow up the tank. The third one, I believe, they blow the tank no. up his mouth again, right? No. No, there's a he swallows the French guy whole. And he's holding the grenade or something and like he's that. He's got a grenade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and the guy's like, Well, I'm not getting out of here, but I can save everyone else. Pulls the pin and explodes. And then the the end, the very end is the freeze frame of the dolphins jumping out of the water, yeah, yeah. crisscrossing in three yeah. D. <laughs> I've never I, actually seen that in 3D. I've only I mean, watched it. As oh, it. no, I've watched it on TV. I haven't watched, like, it was supposed to be 3D. Like, when the shark's coming at you, it's like, ooh, the shark's coming at me. It's like, eh, would, like, where'd you get that? Like, is that like a pool float from Target? Like, what is this? I, I think that's probably the only scene that's probably 3D, because you can tell when you watch that scene that, like, they were aiming for 3D. Like, that. I think that's why it was so shitty looking. Because, like, the dimension of the shark and the way they moved it in, and it, it looked like a float, like a toy floaty. Yeah, it, it, was, the, it was just the worst. And then quite possibly the worst in the franchise. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I would put it up there with one of the worst shark movies ever made. And That's I've seen a lot. a lot of shark movies, and That's this is one of the worst ones. I've seen a lot of bad ones, and I would... There's a movie called yeah. Ghost Shark, I think. I want to mm-hmm. see it. It's like where the shark comes out of a cup of water. Is that that movie? I think that's one of them. Yeah. Yeah. He... Horrifying, dude. Like that, that I can, that, that's so wacky that I can enjoy that. That's funny. I think we watched one one night called Sand Sharks. And, and the, the sharks were coming out of the, yeah, and the sharks were coming out of the sand and killing people. Yeah. The shark movie I'm talking about, I know, I don't know what it's called. Uh, but I know that been where, shark. <laughs> wherever there's water, he can come out. So I know there's a part where there's like a puddle on the street. I know the what fucking shark comes about. out of the puddle. Yeah, and then at I the know. end, he comes out of a glass of water. <laughs> Which is, that, That's great. That, that's the greatest thing of all time. I mean, it makes sense. As long as you're state like, my rule with movies is as long as, if you say, here are the rules of this universe, and you abide by those rules... I'm 100% on board. Like, I will, you know, the, it's the suspension of disbelief. I am all on board. Whatever you want to do in your movie, as long as you stick by those rules. You know, like, one of the things I have a huge problem with that people give me shit about is uh, Ant-Man. Like, oh, yeah, when you shrink down, like, you you shrink down and you, you maintain your mass. Oh, really? Is that how you can carry a 60-ton tank on a keychain? True. Because it's still going to weigh 60 tons. Is that how a 200-pound man can run on the barrel of a gun? <laughs> That's not how that works. Like, you're very inconsistent. Go fuck yourself. It's Paul <laughs> Rudd, though. Everybody loves Paul Rudd. Even no, Rudd. no, I, don't, don't get me wrong. I love it. I but know, I'm, joking, I'm joking. Give me, you know, if you say here are the rules, 
stick by it. I don't care how fucking crazy your rules are. Like you're saying, the shark can come out of any water. Awesome. He came out of a glass of water and killed somebody. Perfect. I'm 100% on board with that. But if he starts coming out of, like, milk or, like, oh, I'm oh, drinking yeah. I'm drinking coffee. It's like, but the coffee was brewed with water. Oh, no. Like, you know what I would have liked to see? Oh, the human body is, like, 80% water. And, like, he bursts out of somebody's body and, like, attacks <laughs> someone else. Like With a fucking chest burster. Yeah, chest burster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, I'm all for. That's 100% within your rules. But if it's like, oh, now the shark's coming out of, like, my TV. Like, no, no. If it... If it came out of the milk but then died after killing the person and sacrificed its life, would you accept that? Yeah, like it comes out of the milk and it's like, oh, turns out he was lactose intolerant this whole time. <laughs> I want to do I want to do a sequel to this movie and at the end. The main character is going to be on the ground and she's going to start crying and then the shocks will come out of her teardrop and eat her. Oh, that'd be that'd be perfect. <laughs> that cool? That's like cool. little, t- little tiny sharks, shit ton of them, shit ton of little tiny sharks. It slowly starts eating every tear, just starts eating her face. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. Dope. <laughs> right. Alex Hawk is starring in that next week. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm down. I'm down. Down, down, baby. So let's talk about Jaws: The Revenge for oh. a second here. Jaws wants his revenge. He's de- oh. you know. Jo- you know is this the one where this is the one where he follows them, right? Or Dude, down to the Jamaica. fucking Bahamas, yeah. Bahamas. Okay. Yeah, somewhere in the Caribbean. I think it's yeah. the Bahamas, but right. you got yeah, you got Michael Caine. Mario Van Peebles is up in here. Michael Caine's great because he's trying. He's like slick and trying to be all cool, trying to take the dude's mom. Um, oh yeah, yeah. He wa- he definitely wants to bang Alan. He's like, hey, why don't you fly my plane? Ooh, <laughs> just grab onto the stick and wiggle it around a bit. <laughs> I. I actually appreciated this one a little bit with the fact of um, trying to get away. I thought that was cool. Bringing it to a new environment was kind of cool. There's a dream she has where she's in the clear water and like the shark comes up to her or something like that. I remember that being actually a little scary. Mm. I I did. I will say that I did like um, they go back and they talk about like Brody dying, even though it's very weird. Like he had a heart heart attack. Yeah. Heart attack. They show him like, doing the thing where they kill him in the second one, but he had a heart attack and died. And then the, the other son, they show him when he's in the water and the sharks eat him from behind, which I thought was a really cool visual. Yeah, Sean, uh, he's he's getting the thing that's all tangled up, and the shark comes up and bites his left arm off yeah. and then sinks the boat and then eats him. Yeah. See, yeah. my... my- <laughs> My biggest issue with this movie, and this it's not just this movie, other movies do it too. How do you have a flashback to something that you weren't present for? <laughs> like, oh, I remember when Sean was killed in vivid detail. No, you don't. You weren't there. Like, all this shit, like, the scene with him and Michael, uh, when they're, like, you know, making faces at each other and, like, Michael's copying everything he does, yeah. she was watching from the kitchen. Like, she was watching them do this. Yeah. But, like, him shooting the sharks, you son of a bitch. Like, she wasn't there for that. She wasn't there for him killing the second one. She wasn't there for Sean getting eaten. Like, and how about the shark roaring? Yeah. <laughs> He's vengeful. Well, well maybe angry. he ate a lion before. You know, he was traveling by uh, Africa. That's a true. lion was, you know, going in uh, for a bath and... And it, it and it grabbed the lion, and the lion's still trying to get out. 
That's a hell of a detour from Cape Cod to the Bahamas. <laughs> hey, he decided to take a, take a detour, you know. I'm going the long way. <laughs> I will say, though, and I, I can't believe I didn't bring this up earlier. At the end of the first movie, when Jaws is sinking, like the partial shark is sinking, listen closely and you will hear a dinosaur roar. Oh, really? It's really weird why that sound effect is there, but it is. Like you listen closely, like you as it's sinking, you see the second half and all the blood and everything is coming out of it, and the shark tail is sinking down. You will hear a dinosaur roar. It's like maybe that's where they got that idea. Like I still, <laughs> I'm sure that they're trying to. They don't off. have vocal cords. They don't vocalize in any way, shape, or form. Right. Let alone a roar that can be heard from hundreds of yards away. Like, what if it was? It's probably like the producers put it in there for the sequel to be like, "There's another shark out there." Spielberg wrapped the film and was like, that wasn't in Spielberg's cut. And the producers probably put that at the end, knowing that they're going to try and sequelize the film, you know? Oh, yeah, but to do it, you know, over a decade, I think what Revenge came out in what, 87, 88, somewhere in there? 87, yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it didn't make any sense to me, but I mean, I mean, there it is. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, and, you know, Michael even makes the point of, you know, sharks don't come down to that warm of what great white sharks don't like warm water like that. They prefer cooler water yeah. like, you know, South Africa. You think, oh, that's probably really hot. But South Africa is very close to Antarctica. Like it's it's not exactly, uh, you know, warm and tropical. Like you won't typically see sharks, great white sharks in warmer water. You'll see them in. Colder water, you know, Massachusetts, you know, California, Australia is a little warmer, um, but they don't go there year round. Like they do follow like a migratory pattern. Well, Australia, uh, I've come to realize, is where is Satan's playground for things like that, anyways. So, oh yeah, <laughs> spiders that <laughs> that eat like you know kangaroos and shit. No, thank you. Like there's, there, I, I've seen a, I've seen a picture where it looks like it had snowed and it's. Spider webs. Yep. I'm nope. Like, All that. <laughs> no, thank you. So, and people will defend it, and they're like, "Well, to be fair, that's just you know in the outback. That's not in the cities. Uh, the cities take up two percent of that landmass. So that's ninety-eight percent of Australia yeah. <laughs> wants right. to kill you." Hey, good day, mate. You can go out and uh, tangle with one of these great big spiders. The size of like elephants. The spiders eating, or the snakes that eat the the crocodiles. Yes. <laughs> All that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. No, but we yeah, like the, the, be in Jamaica and such, where we can just spear our fucking jaws sharks, dude. Like now, Mario Van Peebles. Which version did you guys see? Because I remember watching this when I was younger, and Mario Van Peebles doesn't die on screen. I mean, he's all kinds of fucked up because he gets crushed. Right. But he's like floating. He's like, oh, I told you Uncle Jake's equipment don't crap out, man. It's like, yeah, yeah, all right. But that was also the version I saw. She impales the shark who was somehow like up in the air, kind of like what dolphins do when they, they uh, 
they uh, they use their tail to kind of yeah. like propel themselves up in the air, and yeah. the shark was up in the air like that, and she speared it, and it exploded. And I don't know why it exploded, mm. um, because that's just not what happens. I mean, that's what happens in video games. <laughs> I shot right, this right. chair, and it exploded. Right. Uh, but when you spear a, a, a fish doesn't tend to have a fiery explosion afterwards. I don't know if that's the version that's you guys saw. I remember it like whole, like getting stabbed and like almost hanging there. But I, I could be wrong. Like there were there bit. were two versions. Like the second version was like her stabbing it mm. and it kind of like it hung there for a minute and then its weight snapped off yeah, and yeah, it yeah. sank. But it's like I I guess. I mean, yeah. Oh, it was the it was the worst thing. Like, and they were you. I forget what the little the 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 flashy thing was that they stuffed into its mouth, and it's. I guess it's supposed to like, uh, fuck with its electromagnetic sensory perception. Yeah. But like, that's uh, that's another uh, misconception that people had. Where like they when they would put the shark cages in the water and the sharks would attack the cages instantly. It's because the type of metal that they were using really fucked with, because they do have that electro sensory uh, reception. I forget what it's called. And I'm not, uh, because they have these uh, sensors called ampullae of Lorenzini. And that's what they use to detect electrical signals in the water. And they're very weak signals, but with the type of metal that they were using, it was like a certain type of steel, like a certain alloy of steel that gave off a very similar but more erratic and more uh you know forceful version of that electromagnetism that like just it drove the sharks nuts, so the sharks were attacking it once they switched like if you watch mar- modern like cage diving with all these sharks, the sharks just kind of glide by and they don't give a shit, yeah like look at you and keep it moving. Yeah, they'll, they'll swim around because sharks are very curious by nature. But it's not like, you know, the scene again in Jaws where you see the great white rolling and, and attacking the shark cage because it's made out of different metals now. Like they're lighter, but they're stronger. You know, it's, you know, titanium or aluminum. And it's not this, you know, specific type of uh, steel alloy that, you know, screws up the shark. So like all these things that people assumed about sharks really wasn't. You know, it's because they were reacting to things naturally. Like, that's not how they would normally act. They're acting like that because of the situations that you happen to be observing. Yeah, let's just let's just put you in a cage and just turn you into a, a, a happy meal for a shark. I want to do caged. I want to go into a shark cage. They have it at, uh, at the Cape in Chatham. I want to do it so badly. Uh, because I would love to just be in a shark cage and have the and see these great whites swim by. A buddy of mine did it in Australia. As, as scared shitless as I would be, I think that would be a dope ass experience. Yeah, it's one of those things. Like when you know, and the other thing about sharks, and I bring this up all the time whenever I talk about sharks, it's like we got to remember you're going into their place. Like if a if a bucket full of fried chicken skateboarded across your living room. What would you do? Yeah. You know, like, no, that's something for me to eat. <laughs> that's something for me to eat. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. You know, 
I'm on some good drugs if some fried chicken comes skateboarding <laughs> through my living room. I, I, I like I like to know where, where the chicken learned how to skateboard. That's my question. <laughs> High school. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a phase, but, you know, they're going through a little mid, midlife thing. You know, things aren't going that well. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean. It happens. It happens. So, folks, what do we think here? Jaws a horror film? Yes. Got to be, right? Yeah. I think it's a horror franchise. Absolutely. Yeah, I would say so. You know, why do you think they, why do you think people even question it? Because there's no real gore to it and there's not a slat. You know, Jaws is, he really is his own slasher. He uses his mouth instead of a knife or an axe or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean if you think about it, I mean, he's as much of a slasher as, you know, Jason or Michael. I mean, the thing is that uh, he's constantly relentless and, and, and if nothing else, I mean, for the insanity of of he keeps on coming back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if nothing else, he keeps on coming back. Um, and I think I think we've all uh, kind of realized that uh, the Jaws, uh, the shock in these movies, isn't quite like an actual shock. Has some characteristics mm-hmm. that uh, puts it aside from its actual uh, brethren. So I mean, as far as I'm concerned, if if you can uh, believe that Doctor, uh, 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 you know, uh, Pleasance, uh, you know, sh- uh, shoots uh, shoots six times, and Michael Myers is still keeps on going, you know, <laughs> with Jaws. I mean, how many times have has he been killed, but still seems to show up? And, and and tracks them all the way down to the like bottom. Electrocuity, he takes down a helicopter. Yeah. A plane. Yeah. yeah. I'm a killer of the underwater. Yeah. <laughs> I would I would say that maybe the argument, I mean, because I agree with everything you're saying. Yeah. Like there's there's definitely like a supernatural element to it. Maybe because there isn't like, you know, a recognizable name. Like everybody knows the shark in the first movie was was called Bruce after uh, Spielberg's lawyer. Yeah. But none of the other ones have names. It's just Jaws, you know, and then there's not a huge body count in the first film. What does he get? Like three or four people? You have. And if that's and that's all depends on if you believe that Quint killed Ben Gardner and not the shark. <laughs> you know, so he kills Chrissy. He kills uh, Alex Kittner. He kills the guy that's in the uh, that's checking on the two kids, bites yeah. his leg off. And then Quint, that's it. It's those four. But, you know, like Alexander's saying, like, it's this relentless pursuit of the Brody family over and over. Like, there is a supernatural element to it, I think, in the later films. Um, I don't think that was ever the intention. So maybe that's part of it. And maybe you can't consider, you know, uh, an animal in in nature to be, you know, a horror film. Because then, you know, it's like, well, you know, is Jurassic Park a horror film? It's like, well, the the, the animals, they're not doing anything. Like, if you take Jaws by itself, this is just an animal doing what it does in nature. It's swimming it's hunting it's killing it just happens it's to be killing people doing what it does. right you could say that about like, michael is this, myers is this, and... is this shark rabid you could still <laughs> right. you could say that about michael myers and well, jason for i mean i mean though, I except mean, they're people yeah but but they do I what mean, they do i mean yeah. you've got so many like uh movies like like placid with, mm. with piranha. Uh, piranha. 
yeah. mean, the thing is that, I mean, they're all animals too. I mean, and there's a whole subgenre of horror, which is pretty much, you know, either giant insects, giant uh, alligator sharks, or other animals. When animals can, attack, yeah. Yeah. And, and that within itself, I mean, if, if that whole genre, I mean, that, that is, is there in the horror genre, I'd say, I mean, at the least, at the very least, if you don't see Jaws as like a animalistic slasher, you have to at least put it in that category. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely a, a, you know, a man versus nature film. Yeah. You know, I, if you take the first one just by itself, I can see the argument either way that this, you know, yes, it's a horror movie. No, it's not. I say it is, especially because of, you know, the man versus nature element, the score, the fact that the shark does seem to have this, you know, supernatural, yeah, supernatural bloodlust and intelligence. And again, it's based on a rogue shark that doesn't exist. But when you add in the second one and the fourth one, again, we're not counting the third one because that one's ridiculous. (laughs) Uh, It really furthers that, you know, this is a horror franchise because it's got this unrelenting, you know, bloodlust, bloodthirst for the Brody family. And, you know, this has gone for, let's see, Sean's a cop in the fourth one and he was a toddler in the first one. So we're talking two decades, you know, and if, I mean, the timeline fits if the shark from uh, the fourth one is the offspring of the sharks from the first two, you know, which they are according to the books, um, then that makes sense. That timeline tracks, you know, the shark would have to grow, get big enough, you know, but it always had this like deep seated hatred. It was like, oh, you killed my father. Prepare to die. You know, like, (laughs) but I mean, if you want to look at it from another point of view, look at it from the shark's point of view, the shark's the hero. And the Brodies are the bad guys. Mm. Yeah, it's true. They but I say, it's, I say it's horror. I say it's yeah. horror. I say it's horror too. Yeah, for sure. Just a lot yeah, of you know, Not only the slasher element of it, but the natural, honest to god horror element of fear. I mean, you get nobody can deny the influence and the fear that this film put into society. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This the, the people are afraid to go into the water, like. People that never even see the movie that know about it are afraid to go into the water because yeah. of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I have yeah. yet to meet someone. You know, I, you know. Again, just on this show, we have people saying, "Oh, I, you know, I don't want to go in the water because I have this fear of sharks." I've not met one person who says, "You know, I've never been to a hockey game because I watched the Friday the Thirteenth franchise." Not <laughs> once have I heard someone say that. Let me be the first. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I can't go to the top. I um, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. I, 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 PTSD from watching Friday the Yeah. Who <laughs> oh, didn't sorry, tell man. me there would be goalies? <laughs> I'm sorry, but, but that goalie's shifty looking, man. He's shifty looking. He's got a machete. I, I, I'm sure he's got a machete right there. No. Uh, what, what's the line from Freddy versus Jason? Man, that goalie is pissed off. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, do you guys think we've seen the last of Jaws, or you think we'll have some more installments coming down the pipe? Not if I have my way about it. <laughs> yeah. 
Honestly, like I, I was, I, I, I talked about this because somebody was saying, like, oh yeah, they're definitely going to do a remake, and it's like, oh. if there was a remake, like, there's been a lot of rumors about it. I, I see it. It's it, it's one of those like this movie is pretty much perfect, so it's hard to do a remake. Right. Like I would love to see a backstory of Quint. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate that. And his son is like, if you've ever seen like YouTube of his son Ian Shaw, looks him. and sounds just like him. Like uh, I guess they did a like there was like some documentary they're doing called The Shark Is Still Working. And like they did like this stage play or whatever, and he played Quint, but like he's he's right, like not quite exact, but like he's right there. Um, I don't know if I were if I were to remake it, like I would definitely, I would definitely. uh, No, I because I think Quint would be somebody like, like maybe. and we mentioned him earlier, uh, Stellan Skarsgård as Quint. Yeah. Jessica Chastain as Hooper. To get like that real disdain, like not only you are a rich college kid, but you're a woman too, and you're going to come yeah. onto my boat. Uh, but I think she would be really good. Um, I don't know who I would cast as Brody. Probably like somebody like unassuming that, you know, like could be cool. Like definitely not like Jason Statham or something, no, but like no no, 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 not like that. But like it'd be like Tom Welling or something like that from like uh, Smallville, Super, Smallville. Kid. You know what I mean? Like a, a handsome look, but but maybe a little past his prime, a little fatherly. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Or um, what about like Thomas Paine? Hmm. Interesting. What about Alexander Hawk? Well, that's the real <laughs> question. No, I would, I would, ca- I would cast him as Ben Gardner. Oh, well, <laughs> we gotta get dedicated and really die. Oh. that's how we do it. Yeah, well, I, 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 I was going to go for the mayor, man. I mean, come on, that's that's a good that's, Bo- that's Ray Boone's job. What are you talking about? <laughs> I agree with Patty. I think the the movie is way too iconic to ever reboot. But I could see like a mini series or maybe a t- another t- long, like a tele- seasonal television show because there's a yeah. lot that you could dive into. You know, the whole town. Literally. You can, yeah, I mean, you got, you got the Brody family, but you could also go into different families within the town. You can bring in like wraparound. You, if you want to get into Quinn's backstory, you could get into Quinn's backstory. I'd, I'd love a, a backstory on Quint. Like, I, I would, I would love to see something like that. But you'd need like this. He's too old now, but like an Anthony Hopkins would be great. Like yeah. an old grizzled, like like his character from The Edge. Yeah, uh, yeah. Although he was pretty much just like Hannibal Lecter in the woods for that. But <laughs> <laughs> but something along those lines, like uh, I think would be would be excellent. But yeah, I I, I don't need a remake of that. You know, because the first thing I thought of, there's like really two movies that to me are perfect and cannot be remade. Uh, Jaws is one and The Thing is the other. Yeah. And they made a prequel to that. So, I mean, I would be I would be fine with I mean, I wouldn't call it Jaws. I would just do a Quint backstory, although I have toyed around with the idea of like basically the exact same story of Jaws. But, like, instead of a shark, it's like a serial killer in a small town. But it's like everything is exactly the same. Uh-huh. 
Except like, you know, instead of being on a boat, like they're, you know, it's something else, or maybe they're being stalked on a boat, you know, whatever. But like everything is like, like a little kid gets killed, like some woman gets chopped up and like, oh, maybe it was a boat propeller. It's like, no, it was a serial killer. <laughs> My mini series is called Amity. Even <laughs> Spielberg is executive producer. We Amity horror. Time. The Amity horror. Oh, you mean like that house? No. The other one. <laughs> Amity, as you know, means friendship. There you go. I do think a miniseries would be huge. In the same way that uh, that recent Stephen King one. What the was stand? The Castle Rock. Uh, what was it? Castle the stand? Rock. Oh, oh, Castle Rock. Yeah, yeah, Castle yeah. Castle Rock. The way Castle Rock was done where it, it kind of dives into all the folklore. I yeah, think all the different stories. Anyone, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, if they yeah. Something like that with Jaws. Because, yeah, Jaws is too big to... To just attack it dead on for what it is, you got to really kind of if you and people know this the area and so much in the family that I think if they did do a generational thing of the Brodies or like uh, you know something where you know they talked maybe about them but they also talked about close families that were close Kittners. to them type deal you know what the I mean Kittners, the Vaughns yeah. you know all all the 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 kids that were friends with Michael like them growing up like yeah. I would uh, I would also definitely recast jeffrey Voorhees as he is now mm. especially because he has that restaurant yeah and he's like oh i remember that fish that's why my restaurant serves fish exclusively because yeah. i'm trying to get back at the ocean for everything that it took from me <laughs> although he he told us that he gets it's like 50 50 people that come in with jaws stuff and people that come in with friday the 13th stuff yeah 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 <laughs> and it, is this in down martha's vineyard yeah, I was there. We got to go back. I want to go back and go to this place now. It's funny. There's a, a story that was kicking around, and I asked him about this. And this will be the last thing I say because I know we've been almost two hours at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was a story kicking around where you know he has his restaurant, and the woman who played uh, his mom in the movie came in one day and was like, "Oh, look, you have a sandwich called the Alex Kittner." You know, I was in Jaws. I played his mother, and he's like. I was Alex. Oh my God. Oh, look at that. It's such a great reunion. And I asked him, I'm like, is that a true story? And he's like, kinda. He's like, she lived on the island and like we both haven't left the island. Like we've both known that we, le- yeah. that we lived there for years. Like we just hadn't seen each other. She came in one day and we just started talking. And she was like, oh, look, you have a sandwich named after, you know, because uh, he came over to her and like he told this story and he's like talking to her. Cause she was there with like some of her friends and he's like, you know, you look so familiar to me. You know, I had a, I have this, you know, feeling that I, I lived a second life. Like I've been reincarnated. Like I remember dying as a little boy, you know, out in the ocean, I was killed by a shark and she's like, oh, my son was killed by a shark. And like, they're both like really fucking getting into it. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and her friends are like, Oh my God, what? Oh my really and like they're they're both just like going back and forth and she's like what's your name alex and he's like oh, my name was alex <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> and it was just like the best thing and like people in the restaurant are overhearing and like they're just really like laying it on because they knew who they who each other was yeah. like <laughs> they it's just hadn't seen each other in a while but it was yeah, a, it awesome. was a slightly different from the 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 reported story but he he's telling. I'm like, that's the fucking best thing. That's so much better than the meme that was going around. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
that would be like how how well how well we all get along together and then like walking into a convention and just picking a fight with one of the other one of you know like me going up and just laying one and like hitting maddie or something and <laughs> you know just us going with it even though we mm-hmm. freaking absolutely love each other you son of a bitch i'll never forgive you for what you did <laughs> you talked about doing that before we were gonna do something, but I don't think if people didn't take if people didn't get the joke, it would have been a bad look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like all of a sudden you get tackled by security and like dislocate your shoulder. It's like no, it's not a joke. You think hitting women is a joke, you sick bastard. Get killed out there, he's getting zapped out or something. Uh, I wouldn't blame him. <laughs> I'm very threatening looking. <laughs> well, I yeah, surrounded by a bunch bear. of teddy bears, but you guys are all intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I thank all you, uh, both of you gentlemen, for coming on the show. Me and Anytime. Anytime. You, know, you guys. I'm want- sorry, I drove you way over your normal <laughs> running. Oh time. no, no, no! Oh no! This is probably a short episode for us. <laughs> we go lengthy. Yeah, uh, we try. We uh, we we don't we don't. We- our time restraints are weird. We're on the dorking. We don't have time restraints. Yeah. We go as long as we want. Yeah. No, I Shout know how Leo. that is. What up, Leo? <laughs> um, but you guys want to mention uh, where people can find you or your stuff real quick? We'll start with Pat. Yeah. Uh, you can find me every Thursday on the Throwdown Thursday podcast. You can find me uh, just about every week on the Loudest Sports Show. Both shows are on the Dorkening Network. Both shows are also on Spotify. You can also check out, I've been writing a lot more articles now for uh, uh, throwdownthursdaypodcast.com. I got one up today. Uh, I reviewed the Jan Birch short film, uh, 99 Problems, which was amazing. The article's called 99 Problems, But Jan Birch Ain't One. And... Yeah, there's that. Oh, you can also find me if you are a sports collecting person. You can find me at uh, Major Sports Drops on Facebook. We do uh, all kinds of different sports memorabilia uh, raffles. We actually have a series going right now for a a helmet for some guy, Tim Brody or something. I don't know. He used to play for the Patriots. Now he plays for the Buccaneers. I forget his name. I don't think he's very good. But, uh, yeah, nobody's ever heard of him either. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we've got a, an authentic helmet of uh, Tom Brady that we're raffling off. I'm actually later tonight, I'm running a Ty Law jersey. So if you're a big sports person, I try to do local stuff as well as uh, stuff all over the uh, all over the spectrum. So Very cool. Very cool. Hawkman, how about you over there? Uh, well, you can uh, always find me on Facebook uh, under Alexander Hawk or Alexander Hawk fan page. Uh, you can listen to me and also some weird guy I hang out with called Mr. Matthew Fisher that you might have heard of uh, on uh, Boombasticast and also Behold the Pale podcast. Uh, we're on uh, Boombastic. Uh, Films uh, media page, and uh, uh, you can also find us on Boombasting Media on YouTube. Cool, Mel. Yeah, word up, Mel. You want to say anything in closing? <laughs> you look <laughs> speechless. Right now, <laughs> um, it's been fun because like this is the first time that Patsy's actually been able to join us on a show, so it was nice. I learned a lot on this episode about sharks and. Yeah. Probably won't ever go to the beach again. Oh, don't be afraid. <laughs> I'm, I'm not in the water anyway. Like, <laughs> I'll stick my toe in and call it a day. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm not taking a, a shower or a bath for the next few years after after this show. Hell yeah. <laughs> Find away from water. Believe it. Well, you know, fantastic episode. Thank you guys for being on. Everybody go out there and support these gentlemen. If you enjoyed the show, listen to more episodes of Shock Treatment with Mel and Maddie, wherever you listen to podcasts. And we have Shock Treatment TV on the Boombastic Media YouTube page, where a lot of our interviews go up there for, in video form. And we have a Boombastic streaming Patreon page for anybody out there looking to support. And we're all over the social medias, so peep us on out. Everybody have a good 4th of July. Stay safe. Stay safe. Don't blow up anybody's hands or anything like that. Or your own. <laughs> your own hand. Don't blow up sharks. That's the only thing we want to blow up on the 4th of July. Know what uh, I mean? Get your air tanks ready and your hand grenades. Okay? Mm-hmm. Your fucking wires that hang out of your pool. Pull them out of the pool. You electrify some fucking fish. We're going to get it going. All right? <laughs> all right? All right, folks. Be well. And we'll catch y'all on the next episode of Shock Treatment with Mel and Marty. Boom. Shock Treatment has been given for depression for something like 40 years now. It's a very successful and uh, useful treatment for severe depression that doesn't respond to other things. But depatterning is a use of electroshock treatment in a totally different way, in which instead of giving the shocks, say, two or three times a week, Uh, They're given two or three times a day.